Changes to Massachusetts estate tax laws you should know about on the next On Air with Myrick O'Connell right now. Hello and welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey recently signed a comprehensive tax bill into law. It makes several favorable changes to the Massachusetts estate tax laws. Up until now, Massachusetts and Oregon were tied for having the most punishing estate tax laws in the nation. Joining us now to talk about the changes is attorney Jennifer Flanagan with Myrick O'Connell's Trusts and Estates Group. Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Howard. It's nice to be here. So let's just start things off, let's say, at the beginning. What are the most significant changes to the Massachusetts estate tax laws? Well, the most significant change is that we have a true exemption from estate tax now. Prior to the enactment of this law, there was a $1 million, what we like to call an exemption, but it was actually a filing threshold for Massachusetts estate taxes. What does that mean? That means that if you had an estate over $1 million, you were required to file an estate tax return and you had to pay estate tax on the entire amount of your estate. So if you had a $950,000 estate, there was no estate tax return filing requirement and no estate tax to be paid. If you had an estate worth $1.2 million, suddenly you have an estate tax filing requirement and you have an estate tax of probably around $33,000 or so. So with this new legislation, we have a true exemption. What that means now is that if you have an estate under $2 million, you do not have to file an estate tax return and you do not have to pay an estate tax. If you have an estate in excess of $2 million, you only pay tax on the amount above $2 million. So we went from uh, basically having a no exemption if you had over a million dollar estate to having a $2 million exemption. So that is a huge change. Certainly, yeah. It sounds like a very positive one for most people or for a a lot of people. So this change, Jen, eliminates what's called a cliff. Massachusetts estate tax was unique because of something called the cliff. Can you explain that? So the cliff tax means that once you got over that $1 million of asset value in your estate, you essentially fell off this cliff and you paid tax on every single dollar. So as I explained before, if you had an under a million dollar estate, you paid no tax. If you had over a million dollar estate, you pay tax on 100% of the value of your estate. So this new legislation eliminates that cliff. Uh, That was one of the I think one of the worst parts of the Massachusetts estate tax, if you were a single person with over $1 million, there was absolutely no way you could do uh, estate tax planning in Massachusetts unless you were willing to make gifts during your lifetime. Uh, Got it. Got it. Now, when does the change take effect or when did it? 
So Governor Healy signed the legislation on October 4th of this year. I will say we have all been awaiting this legislation. We thought it was going to be uh, signed in August of 2022. We were very disappointed to find out that that legislation did not pass in 2022. However, although signed on October 4th of 2023, the uh, law is effective retroactive to January 1st of this year. What that means is that if you have an estate with a decedent who died in 2023, then that estate is going to get the benefit of this $2 million exemption. That is huge for a lot of people. Yeah. Definitely. Now, what should people do, Jen, if they have a loved one who died this year, but they've already filed their returns? I haven't heard anything officially from the Mass DOR, but what I have heard through the grapevine is that if you've already filed an estate tax return for 2023 and the estate was under $2 million, then MassDOR will automatically issue a refund. They are asking that you not file an amended return. So based on the information I have, we have been told not to file an amended return if you've already filed for a 2023 death. Now, another thing that you may have done in 2023 is you had a death in 2023, but Either the estate tax return wasn't due or you had to file an extension or you had to um, you, you were selling real estate. And so you had to get a release of lien to sell the real estate. Uh, just as a little background, whenever somebody in Massachusetts dies owning real estate in the Commonwealth, then the Mass DOR automatically attaches a lien to that real estate. So you release that lien either by paying the Massachusetts estate tax due, or if there's no tax due, you can file what's called an affidavit of no estate tax due. And so you record that with the Registry of Deeds. So we have had this in a few cases um, in our own practice this year, where the estate needed to uh, wanted to sell some real estate, and so they needed to get this release of lien. Well, when the estate tax, quote, exemption was only a million dollars, and we had an estate over one million dollars, there is going to be an estate tax due. So in order to get this release of lien, we had to pay at least part of that estate tax. So now what do we do? We've paid in some estate tax, but we're under the million, the $2 million exemption. So what my colleagues and I have decided that is probably the right thing to do is to file a 2023 estate tax return because the mass DOR doesn't know that the estate is under $2 million. They just know that at some point in time, you had to pay some sort of an estate tax to get this release of lien. So finally, again, I heard this through the grapevine. If you haven't filed a return yet for a death in 2023 and you have an estate over the $2 million, MassDOR which would prefer that you file an extension, pay the tax due, and then file the return when the forms come out 
sometime next year. I haven't heard exactly when, but apparently they are looking to issue the new forms sometime in the beginning of 2024. Now, uh, Jen, what does this new law not do or what has not changed? Okay, so one thing that has not changed is the rates. The rates are still, with with a $2 million exemption, you're going to be looking at rates on the amount of the estate above the $2 million of somewhere between 8% and 16%. 16% rate is the top rate, and it applies for estates over $10,040,000. So you have to have a pretty large estate for that top rate to apply. Another thing that we did not get is an adjustment for inflation. So the federal estate tax exemption adjusts for inflation every year. Massachusetts exemption will stay at $2 million in 2023, 2024, and beyond, unless they make changes in the future. So that is unfortunate. The other thing that it does not include is what is so-called portability benefits. Portability is available under the federal estate tax, and we were hoping that we would get portability for Massachusetts estate tax, but we did not. And the big question is, can you define portability? Sure. Portability is a huge benefit to married couples. It only applies to married couples. It does not apply to uh, couples living together. If you are single, you don't get this benefit. But if you are married, this is a tremendous benefit. So it allows the surviving spouse to use a portion of the estate tax exemption that the first spouse did not use in the first spouse's estate. So let's get away from first spouse and surviving spouse and let's give these people some names. So let's talk about Bob and Mary. Let's say they're a married couple and they have $4 million of assets together. So their total estate is worth $4 million. At this point, let's say that they either own everything jointly or they decide to do simple wills, leaving all of their assets to each other on the first death and then to their kids on the second death. So if we had portability, then on Bob's death and everything passes to Mary, there won't be any estate tax because of what we call the unlimited marital deduction. And this unlimited marital deduction applies for both Massachusetts estate tax purposes and for federal purposes. This means that if you leave assets to your spouse, there will be no tax on that first spouse's death. The IRS and the DOR intend to collect tax on the entire estate when the surviving spouse dies. So basically, it's say, they're saying, yeah, we'll waive that tax on the first death because we're going to get our piece of the pie on the second death. So if we had portability, which we do for federal purposes, then Bob's $2 million exemption would port or pass to Mary. And then she could add it to her $2 million exemption so that when she has a when she passes away, she has a total of four million dollars of, of exemption on her death. Bob's wow. unused two million and Mary's two million. So if her estate is equal to four million dollars, 
then there would be no estate tax due on her death either. You've got the unlimited marital, marital deduction on Bob's death and the portability and the $4 million exemption on Mary's death. So we don't have portability, however, which means that if Bob doesn't use his $2 million of exemption when he dies, he loses it. When Mary dies, let's say she still has that $4 million, she's going to get her $2 million exemption, but she's going to pay tax on the additional $2 million. That tax is about $180,000. So portability, zero tax. No portability, $180,000 of tax. Wow. <laughs> As you can see, it's really valuable. Yes, but we didn't get that in Massachusetts. <laughs> no, we did not. Right. So I guess the next logical question might be, how can married couples maximize the use of their respective $2 million exemptions? So the most common way to ma minimize their estate taxes in Massachusetts and federally, by the way, is to use a revocable trust. A revocable trust is a trust that the individuals create during their lifetime. And oftentimes, in order to make these effective, we have them fund the revocable trust during their lifetime. So let's just talk a little bit about a revocable trust. Revocable is an important word here because it means you can change the trust, you can amend it, you can put assets into the trust, you can take assets out of the trust, you can make it completely go away as long as you're living and competent. So it's a very powerful tool in our estate planning. For tax purposes, we use revocable trusts to shelter the exemption amount when the first spouse passes away. So let's go back to Bob and Mary again. This time they took their attorney's advice and they created, they each created a revocable trust. Now they also took their attorney's advice and they took their $4 million and they put $2 million into Bob's trust and $2 million into Mary's trust. Now we're keeping these examples very, very simple just to explain how they work. Um, we are living in a vacuum where nothing increases in value and Bob and Mary don't spend any of their money. But hopefully these examples will um, clarify the uh, powerful tool of the revocable trust for estate tax planning. So now we've got Bob's trust with $2 million and Mary's trust with $2 million. We've structured these trusts. So when Bob dies, let's say he predeceases Mary, his $2 million is going to be held in trust for the benefit of Mary, but and she could even be the trustee of the trust, but it's going to be held in trust, what we often call a credit shelter trust or a family trust. The family trust, again, or credit shelter trust can be for Mary's sole benefit. It could also be for the benefit of Mary and the children, but let's just stick to Mary for now. It's for Mary's benefit. Now, that $2 million, because it's under the exemption amount, is not going to be taxable in Bob's estate. It's not also not going to be includable in Mary's estate because we have it in this trust. When Bob dies, his trust becomes irrevocable, which means that Mary really can't change it. 
when you get into estate planning with your attorney, they can tell you and explain how Mary could change it a little bit, but we're going to assume now that Mary can't change it. So it's irrevocable. Now, when Mary passes away, she has her $2 million. The $2 million in Bob's trust is not includable in Mary's estate because we've sheltered it. The $2 million that Mary has in her own estate is under the exemption amount. And voila, we have zero estate tax. Uh, so once again, we've gone from $180,000 if Mary and Bob just did, I call them, I love you wills and left everything outright to each other or, or owned everything jointly. We've gone from $180,000 to zero tax with some tax planning. Sounds good to me. So are there other ways that uh, married couples can maximize the use of these exemptions? That's really the most common way. Um, Anybody can decrease their estate tax if they want to make lifetime gifts. Now, this applies to an individual and to a married couple. So let's go back to an individual who has two and a half million dollars in their name. So if they make gifts during their lifetime of, say, $600,000 so that it reduces their estate to $1.9 million, when they pass away, they'll have an estate under the $2 million, and so there won't be any estate tax due. Massachusetts does not have a gift tax. So whether you're single or married, you should be able to make lifetime gifts. Now, I'm going to um, state this with a caveat. Under the old law where we had this cliff tax, if you made lifetime gifts, let's say you had a million and a half dollar estate and you made lifetime gifts of $600,000, even though you had under a million dollars at your death, because of the way the estate tax was calculated, you actually would have to file a return and pay a little bit of a state tax. It won't go into the technicalities, but we believe that under this new law, there there will not be that same result, that you can make lifetime gifts. With lifetime gifts, you get your estate under the $2 million. There should be uh, no filing requirement or a state tax. We're talking on on air with Myrick O'Connell with attorney Jennifer Flanagan from the firm's Trusts and Estates Group. And we're talking about the recent law that was signed by Governor Maura Healey, which increased the estate tax exemption. We always like to hear the word exemption when talking about taxes from $1 million to $2 million. So, Jen, how does Massachusetts compare to our neighbors? So the good news is, is that Rhode Island now holds the worst in class state estate tax for the East Coast. (laughs) Um, Their exemption is one and a half million dollars adjusted for inflation. So for 2023, that amount is one million seven hundred thirty three thousand two hundred sixty four dollars. And they also decided not to round up. 
Um, so right now their exemption is lower than ours. Now it is adjusted for inflation. So at some point they will catch up to us because we are not adjusting for inflation. Um, our neighbor, New Hampshire has no estate tax. Florida, while not being a neighbor, is a state to which many of our Massachusetts residents flee to avoid taxes. And Florida also has no estate tax. Connecticut's estate tax is now tied to the federal exemption. And so the federal exemption is currently a whopping $12.92 million. Wow. In 2026, that's going to go back down to probably around six and a half or $7 million when many of the uh, tax cuts under the 2017 law will sunset. So that will go down in Connecticut as well to six and a half or $7 million or so. Maine's exemption is $5,600,000 adjusted for inflation. So for 2023, that amount is $6,410,000. Vermont's exemption is a flat $5 million. So our neighbors all, with the exception of Rhode Island, have significantly higher exemptions or no estate tax. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. That's a very interesting set of statistics. Thank you for sharing those with us, Jen. Now, just shifting topics a little bit here. What if you no longer live in Massachusetts, but still own a vacation home here? Well, this has not changed. If you still own real estate or tangible personal property, so let's say you own a vacation home on the Cape and you've got some valuable artwork in there or some valuable antiques, Massachusetts will assess a tax on that real estate and valuable tangible personal property. And it's a it's proportion. It's a proportion of the tax that you would pay if you were a Massachusetts resident. So even if you have, let's say you have a, a Cape house worth $800,000, do not assume that you will not have to pay any Massachusetts estate tax. You really need to consult with your attorney or your CPA to run the numbers and make sure that there's no Massachusetts estate tax due. Gotcha. Gotcha. So conversely, Jen, what if you live in Massachusetts, but own a vacation home in another state? So this topic has caused quite a bit of controversy among my colleagues in the trust and estates world. So what Massachusetts will do is they will look at your gross estate. So they'll look at the value of all your Massachusetts estate plus that out-of-state real estate. They'll calculate the tax the Massachusetts estate tax that you would owe on the whole amount. And then they will give you a proportionate credit for the tax that is attributable to the out-of-state property. So if that sounds confusing, it is. When you look at the numbers, if you have actual numbers, it's a little bit clearer. But essentially what we have discovered is that in all likelihood, you will pay Massachusetts tax on your out-of-state real estate. Not the full value, but you will pay a, a, a small amount of tax on that real estate. 
We are talking with uh, Jennifer Flanagan from Myrick O'Connell's Trusts and Estates Group. We're talking about the recent change, very good change for a lot of people, to Massachusetts tax laws, whereby the exemption on the estate tax goes from $1 million to $2 million, and uh, a lot of things that flow from that change. And as we wrap up, Jen, uh, I'm curious if you have any final thoughts to share with us. Sure. Um, you know, again, we're looking at, at uh, uh, for a married couple, under the prior law, you could shelter $1 million. Now you can shelter $4 million if you do appropriate planning. So if you are a married couple with over $2 million of assets combined, so schedule a meeting with your trust and estates attorney and review your documents to see if you are if your documents are minimizing that estate tax. Conversely, if you're somebody who had over a million dollar estate, but say under $2 million, you may not need the complex plan that you had before, because now you, again, as a married couple, can shelter $4 million. So you may not need the complexity you had before. I guess the best thing is talk to your estate planning attorney, preferably your estate planning attorney at Myrick O'Connell, and we <laughs> would be happy to review your documents with you, review your assets and how they're owned, review any ways that we can take advantage of this new estate tax exemption and minimize your taxes. And that's a good segue to my question of you, Jen. How can people contact you? Sure. So you can give me a call at 508-929-1661. You can email me at jflanagan at myrickoconnell.com. That is a mouthful. You can also go to our website, myrickoconnell.com, and you can search for me or any one of our wonderful trust and estates attorneys, and all of our contact information is on our website as well. Sounds good. And just so folks know, Myrick O'Connell is spelled M-I-R-I-C-K-O-C-O-2-N's-2-L's-N-N-E-L-L.com. I want to thank you, Jennifer Flanagan from Myrick O'Connell, for your time. I know you've been really, really busy. Lots of folks have lots of questions about their estates and trusts and taxes. So I wanted to thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Howard. It's been nice talking to you, with you about this. It's not perfect, but it's definitely better than what we had. Absolutely. That's what it sounds like. So thanks, Jen. I'm Howard Kaplan. This has been On Air with Myrick O'Connell. Take care. Be well. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. 